Hey everyone, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. I didn't pull your chain on that one. It was nice. It was very sing-songy though. I yeah. like that. Yeah. It was very jazz hands. Uh, well, I'm feeling spunky today. <laughs> oh, Watch out. A regular Otis Spunky Meyer. Ew. <laughs> it's the cookie guy. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> on your podcasting dials. Yeah. Wow. I hope we're coming in loud and clear today. Or at least loud. I hope you're on summer vacation, relaxing with your loved ones, having a cocktail on the docktail. <laughs> Docktails. Woo. Um, thank you guys for listening. Yep. Before we get to our awesome, awesome guest, this is a biggie, especially for Vanessa. Yeah, I'm really freaking out right now. If you are a fan of the podcast, you know her obsession with a certain doubly doubles. We'll get some good keen eyesight. I can't eyesight. wait. I hope <laughs> he's not signed waivers or something. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping up front. We are going to do a live video chat. Video. Video phone. Like Beyonce. Where you can see Vanessa <laughs> do her impromptu rapology. Uh, it's on vocal.com, V O K L E.com. Uh, we have scheduled it for Thursday, August, August 11th. 11th at 5 30 p.m. Pacific time. Yes. Because we go by Pacific time because that's where we are. So if you're like in New York or something, I it'd really be honestly Eastern. didn't know which one we were until you just said that. I was like, so does that mean we need to be there at like two? Or... <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I can't remember which ocean is which. Anyway. <laughs> Just two to keep track of. <laughs> it makes sense for us to be on the Atlantic one because then we'll go A, P in alphabetical order and we could all Okay, anyway, five thirty <laughs> Pacific time. And that's on vocal V O K L E dot com. Yeah, and we're really excited about it. We'll put info on our website, but basically we're just gonna be there and we would love to talk to anybody that wants to talk to us. Yeah. Feel free to ask us some crazy questions. Yeah, as weird as you want to get. There you go. That's how weird we'll get. It should and be And we fun. could write raps together. Just throwing that out there. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we've decided to start recapping, so you think you can dance. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole decided. Should have learned that that would be the biggest <laughs> time suck ever. <laughs> we didn't. So uh, uh, thankfully they're eliminating two at a time now, so it's speeding cool. things up. Uh, but if you want to check those out, they are on yeah. our blog um, at, on our website at popmyculturepodcast.com. Cole so usually does them. I've done two that are not very good. And Heather, at Heather recently, recently. Um, has written some awesome ones too. So check it out. Because even if you don't like the show, which I'm not, I like the dancers, but the show just depresses me because I know I'll never be that. It's the little blogs are funny. <laughs> <laughs> so check those out. Yeah. Also, we uh, we just got back from Comic Con this past weekend. Comic Con Nerd Fest. It was a blast, <laughs> and uh, we'll be doing a full write up of our experiences yeah. there. We actually got to see quite a few things and do a lot of great so stuff. Much so much nerd cock. Uh, that'll be wow. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that'll be on the on the website as well. Where also we have a donate button. Oh, and a donut button. But do- that donut <laughs> button is broken right now. So just click donate, and you can put in your credit card info and we are completely listener supported so anything you can give will be appreciated <laughs> thanks cat dealy <laughs> uh so yeah as you said we're completely listener supported That's and we do true. have some thank yous to mm-hmm. do here to these guys that do give some money we thank them a ton but here we go uh first up is heather i wish 
I want to make this special somehow. Heather, you're a great lady. Um, some people call you a moose. Like a moose? Yeah, yeah. A moose? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like chocolate moose. No, 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 no. One nothing puts moose so in flattering. Their, yeah, no. no one puts moose in their hair any longer, right, so right. it can't be that kind of moose. <laughs> it's got to be an animated moose from the 60s. That's the one, yeah. Yes, yeah. who talks like this? Yeah. Oh, it, you look great, by the way. You Thank haven't you. aged a bit. Well, it's, um, you know, it's the moose that I put on my antlers. Oh, oh, like another moose? or? Again? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Heather. Uh, Duncan. Duncan Hines. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> the Duncan. The company Duncan Hines gave us some brownie mix. Or donuts. Oh, donuts. delicious. Yes. Duncan. Duncan yes. Donuts. Two donut shout outs. We did oh, one I'm not supposed to be here yet, right? Oh, no, you're not here. Oh, you're okay, I'm another guy. You're okay, I'm another Bill guy. Bill from accounting. Okay. We have an accountant. <laughs> uh, hi, uh, yeah, we're behind on our... Uh, Bill. Yeah, just pretty much. That's okay. why they call me Bill. Okay, Bill. Because uh, the Bill comes Yeah, you to make Bill. that joke a lot, Bill. I, we, I do, I do. Yeah. It's one of your bits. Sorry, I'll, uh, I'll wait in the laundry room. Okay, thanks, thanks Bill. Bill. <laughs> Next up is Sean. Sean. Sean, Father Wizard. We love you so much. That's right. And he has a heart that I think is pretty fast. Um, do you see what I'm trying to do? I, I see. This is really yeah. clunky, but I like yeah. it. Okay. He's got a heart that's really fast. Fast, fast so like a creature. Ooh. Is that like a heart on? Ew. <laughs> Ooh. It's like Bob Saget's here. Wow. It's like my buddy Bob is here. Who are you? Uh, I am Jeff Daniels <laughs> with oh, no <okay>. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, a couple more. Stefan. Stefan, we love you. Thank you. He was handsome. I could Stephane tell. Stefan sounds so French. Yeah. Like uh, he could uh, stick handle through that parking lot using <laughs> just a beer can. Oh, that's so French. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just take a slap shot, and <laughs> right away you open the can, and there's yeah. money in there to sponsor the show. Oh, that's so nice. That's how I do it. <laughs> simple. Then simple. you go to the box and you feel shame. <laughs> That's right. You Too go nice. to feel the shame. Yes. One of the best movie ever, Slap Shot. Yes, very good. <laughs> Reg Dunlap, a big friend of mine sometime. Not nice. French. Uh, no, he not French, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you story later. Okay. And sometime in the broadcast. Okay, that is right. great. Thank you. Two more. Pat. Pat. Man or woman, we don't know. <laughs> That's a nice <laughs> thank you, right? <laughs> Hi, I'm Pat, and... Um, I just love all flavors. Okay. Let me just say that I love all flavors. Well, thank you for supporting us, Pat. Well, I, I'm like a I'm like a an athletic supporter. Oh, because I sponsor some softball teams. And, <laughs> well, yes, I'm okay. Continue. Sorry, athletic supporter. Pop. I'm thinking of Thanks. a jockstrap right now. Hello. <laughs> and finally, Glenn. 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 I know Glenn personally. Oh. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's it. Thank you, That's Glenn. It. Thanks, Glenn. And you thanks can follow everybody. Glenn on Twitter at Doctor Who H U. He's great and there funny, and he riffs sometimes too. That's all. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for donating. Uh, we've hinted at our guest as we've been no, speaking with him, sort of. No, uh, you know him as Uncle Joey Glasgow, <gasps> Full House, as the and so much more, and so much more. But my heart is beating quickly because I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. You can't no. tell. I'm playing it really cool, right? That's what you are. You yeah. are really. Yeah. It's Dave Coulier, everybody. You smell so good. I do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Must have been that shower I took a must couple days have. ago. Yeah. Maybe it's just your musk, your man That's musk coming through. <laughs> well, I shaved my hair off, you know. And, I know. Um, you don't have the mullet that we were all wishing for. No, I got a little summer cocoa going. Ooh, that's grrr. what uh, every summer, yeah, that's the noise that the razor makes when it goes across my head. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. Gillette turd. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we were at my friend Tony's house last night at a barbecue. and uh, BBQ for those of you. Yes, a BBQ. <laughs> and so... Uh, he said, uh, and he talks kind of like an angry Barney Rubble. <laughs> my friend Tony, he's a truck driver, and he works on a lot of movies because he's a teamster. Oh, my. And he said, you know what? Are you going to do the summer cocoa? And I said, let's do it up right now. I'm going to go get the razor, he said. And so he got the, the razor and started zipping off my locks. Right at the BBQ? Right then and there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Tony's a truck driver, and uh, he's a guy who's like, I'm making... Pig's feet, come on over. <laughs> nice. I'm busy, got a yeah, thing, Tony. Con- but, it, but, but then he says stuff like, you know, we call it, we call him smart T sometimes because he'll come up with these brilliant things. And then he all of a sudden comes up with words like, the pig's feet are kind of gelatinous, so you may not <laughs> like that. <laughs> now, I don't understand why it's cocoa, summer cocoa. Coconut. Oh, because it makes your head look like a coconut. coconut. I like it. I was yeah. thinking Ice T's wife Coco, one of her butt cheeks. And it feels wow, <laughs> that's a crack up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just—I can't stop touching my own head. It just feels good. It's like when you get braces off. Did you ever have braces? I did have braces that on, day that you my, just lick I your teeth. Couldn't stop touching my legs. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, that's a sad my... story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did have braces though. Mouth yeah. braces. I t- yes, I did. T- well, <laughs> teeth braces, not oh, mouth braces. Mine were on my lips. I had crooked really? lips growing up. Oh, the biggest brother. buck lips. Yeah. Hey, buck lips. <laughs> hey, buck lips. Come Don't over here. Me. What kind of help? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. So there we were. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So much has already happened. I don't have a summer do. No, that's not A lot not of summer it. don'ts. Oh, boy. Yeah, see? See what you did there? Yeah. You took it and yeah. Twisted it. And then you wrapped it up and boom, it's a gift. You are playing with words. I am. You are. Just don't have a vowel movement. Playing with other stuff, too. See what I did there? That wasn't funny either. No, that was okay. (laughs) I liked it. I have to find myself $50 for that not being funny. (laughs) Do you have a big jar in the house? I do, yes. I opened an account last week (laughs) for all the jokes that don't work. So if I say something and it's not funny, you can just go, Dave. 50. <laughs> 50 in the penalty. 50 in the J. 5-0. Whoa. There you go. I wish this was a video cast because you just did some pretty impressive it was kind of number a hand gesture. It wasn't quite the cut it out gesture. No. But it was a hand gesture. Okay. Where did that come from? I stole cut it out from a Uh-oh. friend of mine who we've known since eight years old. He now directs, uh, have you seen The Big Bang Theory? Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah. My friend Mark Sandrowski is the director. And we've known each other since we were eight years old. And then when we were in high school, we did comedy together, and uh, actually way before that. And so he was always the director, and I was the comedian. Oh, my god! So we would write these bits together, and by the time we got to high school, I could do impressions of about six or seven teachers in school, including our principal. So he used to, the principal got wind of it and said, uh, David, why don't you um, do you announcements? <laughs> In, uh, in Detroit, all boys Catholic high school. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and so uh, it was. I was a jock in high school, and so I wanted to go to Notre Dame and play hockey. And so you know, I played hockey there. But it was a it was a great school, and our principal used to swear all the time, and he'd give these fire and brimstone speeches. 
And so uh, he said, David, um, and that was my chair. That sounded like a fart, but that was actually my back. <laughs> I don't know what's on. It's like a whoopee cushion built in chair. It's a fart chair, chair for it's our a, guests. It's a fart chair. Yeah. <laughs> Make yourself comfortable. So he pulled me aside and said, uh, David, uh, I would like you to do announcements in the morning, and you can do that corny uh, impression of me. And so we used to write bits, and uh, that was kind of where I first started doing stand-up was oh, wow. the announcements in uh, high school. What a nice principle, not squash your spirit, and yeah. instead he was very it. He was very supportive, and uh, Mark and I, by the time we were seniors, we wrote a whole show called Linus Pauling in the band, and it was a sketch show, and we charged like a buck, and 800 people showed up. And so, wow. So then he went to the University of Michigan. I came out here. And then uh, we were roommates for like five years, and he just became one of the biggest directors in Hollywood out here. That is so awesome. So yeah, so now we're uh, we're going to produce a couple of shows together. We're shopping a show around called The Adventures of Jimmy Booger. <laughs> and Jimmy is, you remember the mucus commercials? Those yeah. for Mucinex? Mucinex of those We came guys, up yeah. with Jimmy Booger way before that. Okay. So Jimmy's a little booger who gets sneezed out into the world. Oh my and gosh. And so we want to do like an adult swim. Version. That is so fun. Do you nice. have a booger voice uh, that you've been? I don't have a booger on? voice for Jimmy yet. Maybe we'll go back to my buddy Rob Paulson for that. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do that. But uh, how yeah, about j- this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just very hard for him yeah, to announce not very uh, enunciate good. because <laughs> I guess he has phlegm in his. He's phlegm, but he has phlegm in his own throat. Yeah, it's right. he's saturated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's his. Well, if you need someone, I think that that might be a good character, Victor Vomit, (laughs) for his his friend, you know, Victor. Um, So anyhow, Mark uh, and I we did stand up for a while. His name is Sandrowski, and mine's Coulier. So we called ourselves C and Ski, and so uh, we did stand up for a little while. And he did this Mark Suave character where we'd always unbutton his shirt and he would like show his tit to somebody in the front row. (laughs) Some poor lady, usually. (laughs) And uh, he'd go, hey, I know you love me, but cut it out. And I told him, I said, I'm going to steal that. I'm stealing cut it out. And so he said, no, you're not. And then uh, I put it into my stand-up. And he said, I can't believe you stole cut it out. And I said, I told you I was going to. (laughs) Give you a heads up. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And so then I did it on a series on Nickelodeon that I hosted called Out Out of of Control. Control. Yeah. Yeah. And I I started doing it there. And then I I just worked it into a full house episode. And the producer said, hey, do that cut it out thing. That's really funny. And it just kind of stuck. It definitely stuck. So now Cinder, who I uh, affectionately... His Ella? Affectionately... Yeah, Cinderella. (laughs) My my friend Mark uh, Cinderowski is known as Cinder. So Cinder just, you know, whenever we get together, he goes, and you still owe me for cut it out. <laughs> Wait so. for the check, buddy. It's that's right. That's right. Cut but now a he, check. That's that's right. Right. <laughs> cut a check is right. Mm-hmm. But now he directs Big Bang Theory, and he's a very successful Such director. a great show. Yeah. Yeah. So. Fun. That's, so that's crazy that you guys have known each other since you were eight, too. Eight years old, yeah. Yeah, We see, that was my chair again. You were, what did you eat for breakfast? It doesn't Ooh, matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever cycles through just turns into that. Yeah. <laughs> Bodies yeah. are machines. It's the chair. We'll see. <laughs> that the was chair. the chair. So far, we've got boogers, vomit, and farts. This, so, is, uh, this is pretty much on par for us. Is it? Yeah. Oh, this is the best show in the world. <laughs> we got we got to raise this up. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Nietzsche, right? Oh, and, yes. Uh, yes. Mandaka was like so no, that dark. Dostoevsky. Oh, what a guy. Who dark. Yeah. I believe it was Albert Camus who once said, <laughs> Yes. Um, a horse is a horse. Of course. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, he wrote that theme. A lot yeah. of people don't know that. Yes. 
The amazing Mr. Ed. Yep. Yeah. What a guy. Unbelievable and show. Brecht wrote oh, that other song, yeah. Mac the Knife. That's a real quote or a real trivia for you. Bertolt Brecht that wrote Mac the Knife. Uh, Bobby um, Coolen. He popularized no, um, it. It was from Three Penny Opera. Yeah. And uh, was it Kurt Wilde that did music? Kurt Wilde and then Brecht did the lyrics? Yeah. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. Kind of crazy. Nobody knew, right? People are learning today. And nobody knows this kind of stuff, you know? In mm. fact, I'm going to shoot him. Oh. You're him. here. I'm going to shoot him right in the foot. <laughs> Come on, give me a drink, Spider. Here. Oh, Pesci. Oh, my gosh. I'm just really excited today. Whenever Stamos was, Stamos was so... He's, he still does this to me to this very day. I'll do an impression and he'll go, Great Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Uh, he's a pretty man. John is a pretty man. Inside and out, I've heard. Oh, come on. I'll tell you. Uh, You've been inside? John's like, no, 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 no. It was an inside job. That's what she's talking about, okay? Just let's keep it straight here. Uh, no, we all still talk. The Full House gang, we all, um, we're all remarkably still a dysfunctional family. I love it. Yeah, we're good friends. I've known Saget forever. Um, I knew Bob. I stood up in Bob's wedding. Stood up? Oh, I wow. met Bob. Yeah, yeah. I was what do you mean? You did stand-up? No, no, I was in his wedding. Oh, okay. I was, I was a part of his wedding. I met Bob when I was 18 in Detroit. Whoa. Our hometown. That's right. All, was he from Detroit, too? No, he was, uh, He was. I was at a, it was the second week I was ever on stage at a real comedy club doing stand-up, and Bob was coming through on a comedy store tour, and he was there with uh, Fred Raker and Jeff DeHart, and I remember they walked up on stage, and I said, ooh, these guys are really good. That's what I want to be. Oh my and gosh. so I talked to Bob after his show, and he said, when you come out to L.A., here's my number. And I'm like, yeah, right. And I called him, and he's like, come on over. <gasps> and wow. so we just became uh, instant buddies. And uh, when I was between apartments, actually, I slept on Bob's couch oh for like gosh. a month, in, uh, right near here in Palms. Oh, yeah. His oh, nice. apartment was right here in Palms. And so uh, it's so funny that uh, in Full House, I move into his house and I <laughs> basically sleep on his couch. Yeah. And originally that, that show had a totally different thing. It was House of Comics originally. It was supposed to be it was. three stand-ups living in a house together. Yeah, it was. And then Jeff Franklin was on the elevator, um, the story goes, um, going up to ABC. And he owed them a show. So he just kind of – it was almost like the producers, you know, where we'll make something so bad that you don't <laughs> right. want it. And it becomes this sensation. And that's kind of how it happened. And it was supposed to be three comics. And his his, uh, his agent said, you know, maybe you should change it. And he said, all right, one's a comic, one hosts a TV show, and one's a rock and roller. And he went up and he pitched it, and ABC said, all right, we'll take 13 of those. <laughs> oh, my god! And that's gosh. kind of how it happened. And, and we originally shot the Full House pilot with a different father. I don't know if you guys ever heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was, that was um, kind of strange. John Posey? Yeah, John Posey. And uh, it was so strange because we shot the show. The show got picked up, and then Saget was in New York doing the CBS morning program. Bob got fired. And Franklin, Jeff Franklin said to me in Stamos, I want you to screen test with Bob Saget. And I went, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, so you had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. Oh, that's so awesome. I had nothing to do with it. A couple of those things happened during Full House. Another one with my friend Mark Sandrowski. One day he showed up on a new season and he was our stage manager <gasps> one year. And I said, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm your stage manager. I get to tell you where to go. And I'm oh like, my God. no. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, we um, ended up screen testing with Bob. ABC loved our chemistry. And so they fired John Posey, and then we had to go back and rebuild the stage, plug Saget into all the scenes where the previous father was. Oh, and wow. the rest is pretty much TV history. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy how the stars align like that sometimes, you know? Weird. I was supposed to have Louis Anderson's career, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to just get it out there. I, people who listen to the podcast now, I have... Um, a problem, a, not a problem. It's a bit of a problem. It's I'm on a journey in my is life. A, is it a good problem or a bad problem? It How is your problem perceived by others as unhealthy? By myself as a beautiful beacon, I think of hope and like maybe everything is going to work out great. Mm-hmm. I've been in love with the Olsen twins since Dizzy Wizzy. That's day one, <laughs> okay. and. Uh, every guest we've had on the podcast, I ask them if they've met them as part of mm. my questions. And like, we've gotten close-ish. We've had a person... Somebody who, is like, oh, I sat across them and it had food at one time. Or yeah. I, oh. I walked, talked to them backstage at Saturday Night Live once or something like that. But you, you've been... I mean, you've met them, right? I was on the cover <laughs> of... I was on the cover of TV Guide with Mary Kay Nashley. Oh, MKNO. For a... Uh, a for their Christmas issue. So you can you can Google it and you can see my big fat head <laughs> looks like the sun and the Olsen twins are orbiting <laughs> around locked in this in this ever circuitous orbit. Um, You've known them since baby, baby, baby. They were they were eight months old. That they is were the eight most bizarre. Old. And we had we had uh, originally I used to do the voice of the baby off camera because we had a different baby. We had these um you did the voice of the baby? I would do the b- voice of the baby off camera with a microphone so the actors could, oh, um, could work with the baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's how originally it, it originally started. Oh, my gosh. That is yeah. so funny. But, uh, yeah, they're like my – all the all the kids, they're all grown-ups now, yeah. but but uh, I'll I'll continue to call them kids forever. But they're, <laughs> they're like my own kids, you know. They're like, you know. Well, that was an intense eight-year like phenomenon of everybody just really growing up too. It was, and uh, I introduced Candace Cameron to her husband. And I think <gasps> they've been did? together. Yeah, they've been together right? like fifteen years or something oh like that. Oh my now. gosh! But, uh, oh, because he's hockey. Yep. He's a hockey guy, yeah. and he and his brother are both from Moscow, and they uh, learned how to speak English watching Full House reruns. No way! Yeah, they would get their coffee in the afternoon. And they would uh, <gasps> sit and watch Full House, and that's how they learned to speak English. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so I was playing in a charity hockey game with them at the L.A. Forum with the Kings. And uh, we had ice time, and I'm skating around with them. And they came up, and they were very shy. And they said, you know, we love the girls on the show. You know, why don't you bring them to our our game? And so I called Lori Lachlan and Candace. And I said, hey, there's these two Russian brothers. Why don't you come? And they just want to meet you. And, yeah. this and, that. and it was like that moment in Lady and the Tramp where they're both going towards the same piece of spaghetti. spaghetti. <gasps> That's what it looked like when Val met Candace. And oh, then my gosh. He was in Montreal playing for the Montreal Canadiens. And um, she was here shooting the show. And then I remember she went to Montreal and she came back. She's like, I'm so in love. He's like the greatest oh. guy. And so later on in People Magazine, they actually did a Cupid a uh, story, and I got to sit in a tree with, like, dressed like Cupid with an arrow. Oh, <laughs> my They were gosh. on a park bench looking at each other. It was kind of cute. And you're like, how did I draw the awesome. short end of the stick Yeah, on this really. One? How am I sitting I in a the tree? <laughs> so you get the girl, and I'm up in the tree acting like an idiot. All right. Yeah. 
Oh, and those guys gosh. are amazing hockey players too, Pavel and and, and Valerie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are really great, top tier players. Yeah. Great guys. Yeah, yeah, they're a couple of highlight real guys for sure. Yeah. Um, and it and I read somewhere that the Olsons nearly didn't come back for the second season. Like their mom was concerned and was gonna yank it, but then the producers like ponied up some more money, and then they she allowed them to come back. Yeah, there's there's all those little moments of things that happen with Full House. It's amazing that shows actually come to fruition and become hits because there's so many so many obstacles and things that have to align in order for it to be this perfect storm that right. ends up going, you know, eight seasons, a top show, and then yeah. you go into syndication. It's just the the odds are so against, you know, a show becoming a big hit, you know, like, like Seinfeld. It right. was called the Seinfeld Chronicles and it was probably ranked like in the sixties. And, um, but Brandon Tartikoff just kept, kept with it and right. said, no, I believe in this show and boom, it became Seinfeld. But, um, so many of those things happened along the way where it could have been other twins and Jeff Franklin picked Mary Kate and Ashley because they didn't cry a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these yeah. kids crawling around his office. He's like, I'll take those two. They don't cry. <laughs> you know, but at eight months old, you know, uh, that's just luck. Yeah. Luck right. of the draw. You know? And they got billed originally as just Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. So right. people didn't know there was twins. Right. Which I thought was pretty. Wait, they tedious. got billed as one name? Yeah. yeah. Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen. That's and a name we used called. to have a, a woman named Adria Later, who was a social worker, who you have to have when you have children working on, the, on, a, on a set like that. She would bribe them with gummy bears, <gasps> and she'd go, "I'll give you a gummy bear. You got to say the line." And so we always had great, yeah, it was. And so we always had great outtakes of Mary Kate and Ashley going, "I will not say the line unless I get my gummy bear now." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was, you know, lots of cute stuff like that. And they're like, "We're going to be billionaires and run an <laughs> empire right. someday." <laughs> and then I started playing golf with their dad, Dave Olson, who's a, a terrific golfer, and and uh, so he and I became friends and. Yeah, I know it's we became this dysfunctional family. It's just so weird. I love it. I love hearing that because like so many people of I I guess, especially my generation and stuff, it really was one of those shows you grow up with. And, you know, you you go through all the stuff the kids are going through. And it's so fun to watch that. Yeah. And being on the inside, being kind of in the nucleus looking outward, it's it's so strange for me. To, to hear those responses from, you know, because back in the day, we had 25 million viewers every week, and that was a, that's a big number, yeah. especially by today's TV standards. Right. You have yeah, 25 yeah. million. You're, yeah. you're in the top three, you know. But, um, you know, so we just went to work at our little stage over at Sony and then Warner Brothers, and we would be there in front of 400 people in front of them, like, whoa, man, we're packed tonight, yeah. you know, but right. you don't realize it's eventually going to go out to a, over 100 countries, and in syndication and it becomes this monster. And so being inside the box, you know, and having everybody else look at the box from, from outside, it's, it's, it's really interesting to hear all of those different perspectives and the show's never been off the air since 1987. So it just keeps regenerating this fan base. I mean, there's people who are your guys age who say, you know, I watched the show growing up, yeah. and now my five-year-old, I can't pull them away from Full House. Oh, so I love it. It's it's very cross-generational, and it's just, uh, you know, it's a show we'll be proud of forever, and I'll I'll always have a mullet and a bad shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, eight seasons is a long time. I mean, if you get past yeah. three or four, it's like, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And there was very nearly nine, but then the whole ABC to the WB thing happened, and people were like, eh. 
don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. And we were going to do two more seasons on the WB, but they didn't have enough money. They didn't want to, because by that time, all of our salaries and the producer's right. salaries, everything had ballooned so much, and the, the licensing fee was only going to be a set amount. And your shirt budget was... And the shirt budget and... Off the uh, chain. Yeah, <laughs> just those mullets, they're not cheap. That's true. They're not cheap. Yeah. That does not come nope, not easy. Cheap. Well, I spent a long time, about 10 years in the Bay Area. So for me, like that's like I associate San Francisco with Full House in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, though, I mean, I'm sure you guys filmed very little there, just exteriors. And I think there's maybe one episode I read that was actually filmed in San Francisco, but everything else. Yeah, yeah. We did opening titles there, and uh, I wore my I, – I snuck my Red Wings jersey in that opening yeah. shot because right. I went, this is the opening shot, titles? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm wearing my Red Wings shirt. <laughs> nice. And back then you didn't have to pay royalties to any to the NHL or right. anything. And I was like, I'm going to sneak this in. None of the producers, oh, that's kind of a cool shirt. And, you know, red, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> and so I snuck it in, and, and it's on every single episode. And so many people from Detroit just bond with that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you wore a Red Wings sweater on Oh, yeah, 100%. House, like, I know so. for me, because I grew up, you know, I moved out to California when I was nine. But up until that point, I was a Michigan kid. So for me, whenever that stuff would pop up, I would automatically just kind of bond with the show a little more. Like, yeah. I think Tom Selleck was in because he always wore a Tiger's cap. You yeah, know? Right. I was like, sure. Tom Selleck's the coolest guy in my yeah. opinion right now because he wears a Tiger's cap. Yeah, sure. Whenever sure. he does a baseball movie or whatever, if if there's a subplot where he's on a, a major league team for 10 seconds and then he gets moved to the minors, it's the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Like, that kind of thing. So when I always see Red Wing stuff pop up, I'm always immediately like, oh, this is the coolest thing for yeah. me. So yeah. for me, it was like San Francisco... And Detroit stuff all kind of melded in the show. Yeah. So personally, I felt like it's like my childhood in a lot of ways. Right. You know, like yeah. I wear Red Wings jerseys around sometimes. You know, like well, do you find coolest. people like embracing you still, like Uncle Joey, when they see you? You know, it's it's really evident uh, at college dates yeah. when I go out and do college. When I do stand up at yeah. colleges, uh, it's it's just incredible. The response is, uh, you know, and and. The people who work in the, uh, you know, who always do the, the student, you know, activities board, you know, they're always like, this is the craziest it's ever been here. You know, they're <laughs> awful house fans and we don't know what to do because they're like banging on the doors and they've been in line all day. And I'm just like, that is just amazing. Yeah. I, you know, and I'm so flattered when I when I see that stuff. But, you know, then I have to kind of pull myself outside the box again right. and just go, OK, I get it. You know, yeah. it's a generation of TV and I'm part of that generation. And, and it was such a like a show with, you know, redemptive qualities and all this stuff that I think now. Violins. A lot of music and sitting on the edge of a bed. La, 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 la. It was that it was that perfect mix of like. There's catchphrases, there's a lesson, there's a moral, and it's funny, yeah. and there's all sorts of people Eye in the candy. cast to appeal to whatever it is that you like in yeah. a show. You know, it's just it completely worked. unintentional. Completely unintentional. I remember the first uh, 13 shows, we had no idea of what we were doing. And the show was really about the three guys. When and did the, the kids become a focal point at all? Uh, after 13 episodes, Tom Miller and Bob Boyette and Jeff Franklin pulled us aside and they said, you know, we want to talk to you guys because what the show is evolving into is not something that we originally saw. And so what we really want to get back to is the heart of what we envisioned for the show was it's a family show. Mm-hmm. And even though the nuclear family here is just three guys raising three little right. girls, it's this dysfunctional, weird family, but that's what it is. Yeah. And so once we got that, we got it. Yeah. And, and so so that was kind of the directive that we followed in season two and, and, and going on from there. 
I know I used to see Saget a lot when he would come through San Francisco and play Cobbs and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was always funny to me to listen to people after his sets go like, I had no idea he was so filthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of his image from both that and America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Saget the stand-up is a very different beast. Than- <laughs> well, yeah, because people are like, yeah, we're going to see Bob Saget, Danny Tanner rocks, you know, and then those same people are in shock five minutes yeah. into Bob's set. Just, <gasps> I can't believe he lived in that house with those three little girls all those years. What yeah. happened yeah. in this? Yeah. <laughs> Behind those doors. Oh, yeah. my God. And it's like he knows that, so he just plays it up really big in the first five yeah. minutes too to be like you know get ready change yeah. your expectations yeah but he's always been that way he's always been yeah. triple r and yeah you know and bob had to make a very a very big decision in his career after full house and being the affable host of america's funniest home videos he really had to make that a very conscious decision of i've got it i know i'm known for these two characters on television right. which are very g-rated very family yeah. skewed towards family and he said i, I gotta get back to who i really am and that's a f- I am a dirty bastard. That's right. <laughs> right. And Bob's mom actually said that first, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's so, so crazy. And it, it has got to be weird, especially if it starts out as a show about comics, to see the way that it changes into like yeah. kind of the anti, like it is not the world of comedy usually. You yeah. Know? It, it, it really was a, an evolutionary process that, you know, because the network has a certain directive and yeah. the producers have a certain, you know, set of guidelines that they kind of foresee the show becoming. And so you have to kind of meld those two together and it eventually becomes what it becomes. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and we were just kind of the, the, the puppets that were being manipulated to, to give them that. Yeah. So, I'd take a hand up my uh, butt to be in Full House. Hey, you know, can I quote you on that? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We're, okay, we're putting right. that on it's a t-shirt. on my website. You know, That's going to be on the t-shirt. Because when the reunion show, I'm going to remind you. Yeah. Hey-o. I'm going to say, hey, come here. 100%. Sit right here. That is a sticker that will be made right. very soon. Absolutely. Um, to change gears a little bit here, you did Skating with Celebrities and were paired with Nancy Kerrigan. Which had to be a trip. It was, and and she was very, um, you know, I'm a hockey guy. I've never been on figure skates, so for me to get on figure skates was a really big challenge. Just they're really different. People don't realize that they're really they're different. Really, and yeah. and I used to make fun. You know, I would walk in for hockey as a kid and see the figure skating boys out there in their little sequined outfits, and I'm just like. What a pansy, yeah. you know? And then right. I realized that those pansies are extremely uh, talented athletes. Pansies. And uh, extremely <laughs> talented pansies, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we had, um, we had, uh, uh, um, oh, man, uh, Scott Hamilton was there. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, um, uh, Browning, uh, Browning uh, I can't remember his name. But, um, you know, these guys are world, five-time world champions. And, and I'm watching them at full speed do this stuff, just thinking there's no way, no way. I'll, I'll crack a bone, you know. Right. So the first day I met Nancy Kerrigan, uh, I had my, my ice hockey skates on, and they had built a couple of uh, rinks inside a soundstage here somewhere in Hollywood. And so I'm skating around just trying to get a feel for the ice. And Nancy walks in. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And she's like, yeah, I heard you're my partner. I'm like, yep, yep, you're stuck (laughs) with me. She said, so let's see what you can do. So I skated around. And, you know, I had my hockey stick still. And I'm dangling with a puck (laughs) a little bit. And she goes, okay, you're fast and you're funny. So let's go with that. And so that's what we did. You know what this is? The cutting edge. Yes. Topic. Topic. 
D.B. Oh, Sweeney. Oh, love D.B. Sweeney. D.B. Sweeney. Yep. I still love play with him it. once in a while. Yeah. Can you do the Pam Chingo? I, I can't. Oh, no, man. I, <laughs> I would love to, believe me. Uh, so, you know, we just decided that we were going to have fun and do yeah. kind of comedy stuff. So our first thing we did was the Blues Brothers. And, uh, well, you know, we, she dressed up like a guy and, you know, and, and um, she was really fun. And, you know, I, after a couple of weeks together, we skated every day for like four and five hours. It was oh, really, man. really intense. And so, um, you know, eventually we talked to, you know, the Tanya Harding incident yeah. and what happened. And she said, well, it was just so horrible because suddenly around the Olympic village, you've got the eyes of the world on you. You're at the Olympics and mm. suddenly, you know, they're not other athletes in the Olympic village. Aren't looking at you as a fellow athlete. Right. They're looking at you as this girl that this really weird incident happened to. Right. So she said that was the most horrific thing that she had to uh. suddenly she wasn't an athlete. She was kind of a, Oh, I think my ride's here. <laughs> uh, it's a helicopter, oh, but good. It, yeah, it's a very quiet helicopter. It's pretty clean right now. It so is. It really fun. is. And so, uh, you know, but she was a, she was really funny and I would have to throw her in the air going full speed and she would land just do a face plant and uh, we just called it ice pizza. <laughs> and every time she'd go, ice pizza, what's that all about? And oh so, uh, you know, she'd land with no pads on or anything and she'd just kind of dust the, you know, the snow off of her and just Whoa. go, let's do it again. And I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. You're not okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, she was really cool and, and a great sport. Did you ever attack her at all? Oh, a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, n- nothing I can really say here. Oh, no, that's fine. It was a different pipe. It, it was yeah. a different pipe, but a <laughs> much different part of her body. Some people just ask for it. These talented athletes. Are right. you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> well, look at you. How you just, I, hey, I'd have a hand up my butt yeah. for, you know. Anything, really. Uh, I said yeah. full house. But yeah. My bar is much lower. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and if that's not a segue into something, <laughs> I don't. Know I don't know what, what is. is. I was trying to think of like what can we talk about butts with. <laughs> <laughs> so y- you started out. I mean, after Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo and doing those voices, there pretty quickly came out of control for Nickelodeon, right. which right. was the first show actually produced for Nickelodeon, like specifically. I read. Yeah, it was the first one here in the U.S. They yeah. were up in Canada, Canada, and they were doing You Can't Do That on television yeah. up there. And then uh, we were kind of this rogue show, and there was a producer named Bob Hughes who was really amazing and gave me so much um, comedic freedom. And, and Out of Control was kind of like comedy college for me. In that, you know, suddenly I had this television show where we would just improvise stuff. And he'd go, well, why don't you come up with something? And I'd sit at a piano and I'd come up with something goofy. And he'd go, okay, let's do that. Let's shoot it. Okay, boom. And, and I'd improv something at a piano and it would just get in the show. That's and, amazing. And uh, he'd say, all right, today we're going to go do something with hot dogs. So we'd go over to Pink's and I yeah. would improv something with hot dogs. And so it was it was amazing to have a TV show where... We'd sit around and go, okay, what are we doing? And and we'd crack up and go, all right, that's in. And I don't think that kind of freedom really exists today. I think on certain shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm, right. they're very improvisational. Yeah. And uh, I know Seinfeld, when they were doing their show, was very improvisational. Full House, believe it or not, the producers after the second season would really trust me to come up with weird little bits. And oh, so that's we awesome. would. It was. And. And so sometimes in the script, it would actually say in the notes, Dave will come up with something funny here. 
<laughs> and so I would improv something on the stage, and it was always I was always working in some weird character or a voice or you know something. But um, I don't I don't know how much they still do that anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And, and it seems that like just from what I've looked around online, like people kind of clamor for out of control episodes. Like, yeah, is that like, right? Yeah, yeah really. Of like, we gotta get these on DVD, and because there's a couple of clips on YouTube that are like somebody had it on a VHS tape, and they're using their camcorder to record yeah. it off right. of the television yeah. set, and it's the worst quality. They're from thing China. In the world. You know that. Yeah. You know that kid's yeah. from China. <laughs> yeah, it's Chinese. And there's full episodes up there, or at least you know. Close I to have it. all of them. I have a like an inside friend at Nickelodeon in New York, and uh, she sent me all the episodes. She said, "Don't." Oh, wow. Don't tell anybody, but I have them here in a vault, and I'm like, can you please send them to me? So I have them all at home, and I've, I've never watched them. <gasps> Why I, not? I, I'm the last person I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just have, I, I just have no interest. As soon as I come, come on camera, I'm like, oh, there's a thud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can't Stamos come in and say have mercy now? <laughs> but uh, I've only seen a couple episodes of Full House. Uh, really? Yeah, and I watched it with my son when he was growing up, and and um, you know I've just never. Someday I'll sit down, and I'm sure I'll have like a marathon at my own house. Yeah, and I'll uh, you know have a little full, full house party or something. Just I don't know what you feel. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it. we are every, we are our own like worst critics all the time, and then especially like when you watch something that you shot more than a year or two ago. In general, like then you look at it, and it just feels like this like relic from a bygone era no matter what it was even if oh, it's yeah. fantastic you feel like oh what was i thinking well, blah, like, blah, how blah. did people think this was okay to yeah. put me there <laughs> well you know that's part of the creative process i look yeah. at back at stand-up that i was doing when i was like 18 and 19 years old and it's it's so laughable what i thought was funny back then <laughs> you know and uh it, you know but that's all part of the process yeah you know? it's everybody has those embarrassing moments right? oh yes yeah some of us more than others I fell down yeah. a hill recently. You fell down a hill? It wasn't a bit. I'm just thinking <laughs> of I get embarrassed all the time. I rolled down a hill. Can we sit and watch <laughs> some footage after this? You got yeah. Okay, good. I got an iPhone video. We'll I put, saw the uh, phone coming and I was like, I got to yeah. catch this. We'll put some Benny Hill music over it. And then a woman with big boobs shows up. He looks towards camera. And then I fall and we hear... That's and that's right. the end. Just the fact that Benny Hill could do that for years and years and years, essentially the same thing over and over That show over. was syndic- so successful. It was syndicated in every country in the world, and he was so wealthy that he bought his own island, and he lived on Whoa. an island. Yeah. yeah, he was extremely wealthy from that I'd show. I'd like to have an island. Or just a house. No, I was looking at your, your website. Yes, on the internet. Which is what? www.popmyculturepodcast.com. And, and there's been raves about this show. Correct? Ooh, Correct? Yeah, Correct? Right? Raves. People seem to like yeah. it. Yeah. We've had good guests. Good guests. Mm-hmm. We've had... Kevin Pollack. Yeah. I was on Kevin Pollack's chat, chat show, show, which yeah. is a great which is a great show. He's so awesome. Yeah, he's great. I've known Kevin a long, long time. We both... We both used to uh, do like dueling Albert Brooks and Bob Einstein. Oh we, my gosh! No, brothers, right? Yeah, we actually did it on his show, and it was. Um, this is my brother Albert. And, uh, <laughs> really, I don't believe it. I, 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 I don't like you. You're my brother. I don't like you. I changed my name to get away from you. Really, and uh, his, his real name was actually Albert Einstein. Did I love. Yeah, I did. Yeah, his real name was Albert Einstein. He changed it to Albert Brooks. Yep. Because you don't want it to be thought of as, like, stupid. <laughs> yeah, E equals punchline squared. Right. You know, right. You're suddenly, yeah, I know. That's it's hard to live up to Albert Einstein. I set you That's guys true. up where you can say Dave 50. 
<laughs> you didn't 50 me. You, you could have 50 me. Yeah. We probably would have had to have 50 ourselves several times previous <laughs> on this episode. Uh, let's do firsts, yeah, shall we? Do All right. We do this every uh, every episode. Uh, it's a different first question, like what was the first R-rated movie you saw or what was the first oh. concert you went to or whatever. Okay. Since we're 50 in, they're getting less and less interesting and creative. <laughs> uh, but here it is. <laughs> uh, what was the first car either given to you or bought yourself that you called or considered your own? A 1967 Plymouth Belvedere II. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know what that means. It's the yeah. Mr. Belvedere of cars. It, was, oh. it is. It is. It needed, a, it needed a smaller car just to tug it out of the driveway. It was, uh, it was a large four-door sedan, and uh, it was my pride and joy. It was my first car. And oh. my dad actually spotted it. Did you buy it? I bought it. What, did you, what kind of jobs did you do to I was working at a rock and roll radio station. I was a copywriter Whoa. and uh, right out of high school. The day I graduated from high school, the next day I got a job at this You have always been rock a hustler. Station. I was a hustler. I, I was it. really a hustler. And so um, I used to write commercials and do funny voices in radio spots. And so that's, that was my job before I started doing stand-up in Detroit. And then uh, I moved out here like six months later. And then when you were on Full House, you started doing jingle work on the show. Isn't that wacky? Yeah. Yeah. And I moved into Bob Saget's house, which I really did in real life. The whole life thing happened. Imitating art. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. (laughs) I had a Saturn first. A Saturn. 92 Saturn. And unfortunately, still have that Saturn. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) It gets better with age, though. You know what they say about Saturn. Oh, you kidding me? They're beautiful machines. They are, and they were manufactured in the U.S. Yeah. There you go. Like Ohio or something, right? right? Mm Mm-hmm. And when you pop the hood, God, that's gorgeous. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's something in there that's, oh, yeah. Hamster (laughs) on a wheel. My dad was a Chrysler guy in Detroit. Yeah, And every time uh, somebody bought a... A Japanese car. You go, oh, you bought a rice grinder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad, dad, Yeah, we used to, my parents used to always buy um, Chrysler's or Dodges. Like, that's what we've always had. Yeah. Um, except the one car that was my first car was a hand-me-down for my mom, which was a 92 Mazda 626. That Ooh. sounds cute. Is yeah. that good? I don't yeah, know anything about I remember those. those. All right. They're just, you're, you're pretty much, I mean, my mom, like, swears by consumer reports. So, like, it's, oh, she's yeah. one of those people that, like, if the, if it's got the best write-ups, the yeah. best safety, the best whatever, like that's what she's going to buy. Rotary yeah. engine. There you go. The rotary engine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, had, goes, I had that yeah, for a bunch of exactly. years. And uh, until I graduated college in 2000, and then my parents were like, you can have any car you want as long as it is Your a Dodge Neon. Your bought you a car? Yeah. Really? I had, it had to have wow. a Neon, though, because that was like the Consumer Reports car. Right. So we went and picked out that car, and then we sold the Mazda back to the dealership. And then like three months later, I was up in Chico, which is where my wife is from driving around and jenny's like oh hey uh that's that's your car and i was like oh yeah that looks like my car she's like no that's your car and i was like what so i pull i get out and it's my old mazda 626 because someone had bought it from the dealership so like i'm like get the camera out so we like took a picture of like the two cars next to each other with me kind of like torn between them or whatever and then a guy came out because we were like at the car like what are they doing to my car and i was like oh this is my car i left a tape in there is it still in there that kind of thing i left some other things too can i just check really quick really quickly i had i had the comedy car out here at the comedy store i bought a gremlin remember the gremlin yeah yeah yeah. chopped off Mm -hmm. the back end i'm only thinking of the gremlins it was well it was like yeah it was like that like if you got it wet like 
See, that's a, see, you're like the sound <laughs> really effect good. person. That's you've, you've got them. You're like right there. You have a treasure trove. Yeah, and they mostly sound like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a gremlin it's, is it's just... a lot of phlegm and some throw up mixed in. A yeah. gremlin is what happens when a pinto is fed after midnight. It becomes there that. You go. That's and exactly what there it was. You go. So I bought I bought my gremlin out here from a guy named Alan Stevens. Uh, who's a comedy writer, and then I sold it to Maurice LaMarche, who oh, was yeah. brain, brain on oh Pinky and the Brain. That's crazy. And then Maurice sold it to another comedian, and then, and then I heard they like somebody got it after that and drove it off a cliff. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, for fun. Because that's comedy. Wait, and fun like they were in it? No, they, oh. no, just okay. like hey, that's let's just fun. let's just roll it off a cliff. What do you think? Let's bury it. <laughs> and so that's what I heard. And happen. there ends the legend of the the gremlin, the little gremlin. Oh. Yeah. Was it orange? It was brown. So the back end was chopped off. So we used to call it the chopped off turd. Oh, and that, that's yeah. a catchy name. Yeah, chopped I off got turd. called that in elementary school. Did you really? Yeah, that's a funny coincidence. That is a funny Weird. coincidence. Yeah. That is. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. It all is tying back. Yeah, it's, it's a small not world. full house. It's full circle. And full that's turd. That's exactly what it yes, is. Full well turd. Is. You don't want turds coming back to you, though. Ew. You really no. don't. No. I pooped on my brother once in the tub. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I'm really excited <laughs> My mom, this. yeah. Uh, well, was, I heard the word turd, and I thought, here's a story. <laughs> I, I, was probably, I was probably four, and my brother was two. And I poop. My mom used to give us a bath, both of us in the tub at the same time. So uh, I pooped in the tub while we were taking a, a bath. Yeah. And apparently, the story goes, I started playing with the poop like it was submarines. <laughs> All right, and I'm playing with it, and I started like like going and throwing the submarines at my brother oh. like they were bombs. So I'm throwing poop at my brother in the oh tub. Oh, my gosh. And uh, this is really what your show's devolved Yeah, I into, love it. Let's you know, go then. So a, a regular uh, hunt for Ed So my dad, my dad walked in, and instead of reprimanding us, he went and got his 8-millimeter camera and took movies of it. And he pooped So, too? no. Well, my dad poops. Don't get me wrong. So he's, he's filming it. My mom comes in, and she's like, what is going on? What are you doing? And my dad's like, I'm filming it. And she's like, are you out of your mind? He's are like, one crazy? day there'll be a site called YouTube, so, darling. Yes, PooTube. Oh. Yeah. And so, that probably exists. That's the so scary my thing. Mom, my, mom got, uh, my mom got like so crazy about it. She threw the camera into <gasps> the water. Into the poop water? Into the poop water. And said, I can't believe you're doing this. Electrocuting both of the children in the tub. Well, this was just a, like a wind-up wind camera. Up, yeah. yeah, so... Oh, uh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, uh, my mom loves telling that story. That's a good one. It's a good poop story. Well, on the way back from Comic-Con, it was really late, and Cole and I were so tired, and we were getting delirious, and... <laughs> I don't know if you should tell this story. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> Not so gross. I don't know which one you're thinking of. But we were trying to think of these questions, like kind of would you rather... But I started just getting on a kick where the other option was always having someone else's poop inserted in your butt and you have to hold it there for a long time, which I think I've talked about before because that's like the most disgustingly intrusive thing. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some. That's, yeah. That's called uh, in certain circles. That's called a poop deck. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Just pooping right in. Right on your deck. In. 
Yeah. Right on Scoop the deck. On the deck. Oh, yeah. man. As, as much as I love turd talk. Yeah. I'm going to transition here. Yeah. Another, uh, another I, podcast. We're going to do yeah. more questions. Uh, so I'm going to ask you five questions that's trivia about oh, some boy. of the things you've worked on. Okay. It's uh, Dave Coulier trivia for Dave Coulier. Oh, boy. Dave Coulier. Um, Yay! Questions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we're calling the segment that. This <laughs> and, you know, if you don't know them, no okay. big deal. All right. Okay. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> All right. Question one. Yes. You played Uncle Joey Gladstone on the hit ABC Family Comedy Full House. True or false? That. <laughs> uh, John Stamos played Uncle Jesse Katsopoulos, but had a different last name during the first season. What was it? Cochran. There you Amen. go. They changed it to represent Stamos's Greek heritage. Yes. Very cool. So you're one for one. So you're going to do good. Talk about a poop deck. <laughs> yeah. Well, Greek heritage, as soon as I hear that, it, it's a trigger. I've got a lot of triggers. I've got a lot. Yeah. A lot of triggers. And they all trigger a poop story. Okay. There you go. Question two. Uh, you voiced paranormal researcher Peter Venkman on the animated The Real Ghostbusters. Uh, taking over for Lorenzo Music, who is best known as the voice of who? Carlton the Doorman. On Was he? Best mm-hmm. known. This is even bigger time. Uh, Hint. Mary Tyler Moore show, but he was also the voice of Garfield. Yeah. There you go. Loves lasagna. Yeah. But before Garfield, he was the voice of Carlton the Doorman. Okay. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. Just bumped um, my nose on the microphone. <laughs> so I get like a bonus trivia point Yeah, for that. you got... Because I was ahead of the, I was ahead of the actual question. And you used to do Bill Murray impressions, so it was kind of a natural. I did, you know. So I got that going for me, you know. Which is a plus when you think about it. I'm going to receive total consciousness, you know, by the time I'm done with the show here. So. I also read that, like, so that's nice that Ernie Hudson had read for his own part of Winston, but it went to Arsenio Hall instead. Which I've well, Ernie was doing it, and then um, I, I think Ernie had to do a movie or something. And with Bert? so they, uh, with Bert. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure, Bert. Yeah. Hey, Bert. Um, yeah. I got to work with Jim Henson. I'll tell you stories about. Oh, <gasps> really? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I was five Muppet Baby voices. Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah, leading so. into our next. I do have a Muppet oh, Baby question. You yep. do? Yep. Okay. See, I'm. In fact, I'll skip to that one. Jump and I'll in come the gun. Jump in the gun. Jump in the gun. It's question five, but it's going to be question three right now. Oh, gosh. Okay. The listeners are freaking out. <laughs> okay. You voiced Animal and Bunsen in the Muppet spinoff Muppet Babies. Right. Of all the lead Muppet Baby characters, which is the only one to not have an actual puppet counterpart on The Muppet Show? Bean Bunny. Well, yeah, I guess that would be sort of true. <laughs> Though he had a puppet in the, the uh, special they did. Hmm. You are so crazy. Like, the things that Cole knows well, really say... upset me sometimes. Did not have a puppet counterpart. Of the main, like, six Muppet Babies or whatever there are. There's one that does not have an actual puppet. Uh, Beaker? Beaker's a puppet. <laughs> and Bunsen's Be- a puppet. No, they're Muppets. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, Muppets. You idiots. <laughs> yes, they're Muppets. Uh, I'll just give it to you because it's, it's, yeah. Jenny didn't get this one either, and she watched Muppet Babies religiously. Skeeter doesn't. Really? It's not an actual Muppet. Scooter was. Whoa. Skeeter was not. Oh, the things you learn. There you now, go. I didn't know how involved Jim Henson was with the series. Uh, the first season, he was very involved. And then Howie Mandel left, and I replaced Howie the second season. And now you could do it again. Hairdo. Uh, Coconut. You know what? <laughs> with my summer cocoa. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, see, I even forgot. <laughs> no, I t- keep touching I, it. I have to touch my head in order to remind myself that I shaved my hair off last Full night. Howie. Yes. Um, That's another show, Full Howie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even mean to make that show. How we doing? That's a different See? one, too. That's a totally different. Yeah. So I, uh, let, I'm what, two out of three now? 
Yeah. No, you're doing, you're but doing do you well. have any good Jim Henson stories? Uh, you I know, love when him he so would, much. When he would give notes, well, a couple stories. Uh, my, my, uh, my old manager, Bernie Brillstein, who passed away, mm-hmm. was a showbiz legend, and Bernie originally signed Jim Henson. And uh, he said, here comes this, this young guy, long hair and a beard, and he's got a, a sock with two ping pong balls on it. And I'm like, uh, what do you do? What do you do, kid? <laughs> and he just said he started, you know, hi, I'm a frog. And, uh, you know, started talking like Kermit. And he said an hour later, this guy had me rolling as I was talking to his hand with a sock on it. Oh, my And he gosh. said that eventually became Kermit the Frog. And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, kid, but we got to do something. This is great. And so they, uh, they created The Muppet Show. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. I love him so much. Like, and yeah. Cole's about to do something at Sketchfest. Yeah, actually, we're doing um, a couple of things. We're doing a two-weekend run of Stuffed and Unstrung, which is the mm-hmm. puppet improv show, and Brian Henson's going to do the whole run up there. Oh, nice. Which is great. Uh, and then we're also doing a 25th anniversary screening of Labyrinth at the mm. Castro, which is this brilliant theater. Brian Henson is going to be in attendance, and they're like 99.9% confirmed, so I don't know if I should say, but hopefully yeah. uh, Dave Goles, who was Gonzo and was also Sir Didymus in mm-hmm. the movie, uh, we'll be there, and uh, probably Karen Prell, who was Red Fraggle, mm-hmm. and a couple of different roles in Labyrinth, a trash keep lady, and the, she did the puppeteering for the worm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a little bit of a Muppet so weekend in exciting. August. I'm he pretty excited about it. He was such a visionary. It. Yeah, he really was. And um, when Bernie Brostein passed away, they did a uh, big memorial over at uh, over at UCLA, and everybody was there. I mean, just mm. everybody in show business, every comedy person. And Kermit came out and um, sang, you know, uh, Moonbeams and Rainbows or whatever it was. And and all of a sudden, you know, they're talking about Bernie. And then all of a sudden the whole place just kind of goes dark. And then all of a sudden a curtain opens and there is a big rock on stage with kind of moss covered. And all of a sudden Kermit just pops out. And everybody, you could just feel like, Oh. oh, man. And the tears are just pouring. And uh, so he, you just hear this this kind of a ukule- ukulele playing in the background, and Kermit sang that song, you know, you know, moonbeams and rainbows and me, you know that song, and it was just there was not a dry eye in the house, and then he just looked up and he just went, "Love you, Bernie," and that was it. It was just like. You know, but it was such an amazing moment, and it just kind of summed up. I'm getting goosebumps because I remember mm. that moment. But it, it just really kind of summed up that whole world that Bernie and Jim Henson had created. Yeah. And that, you know, here it was, you know, kind of, um, you know, making a full circle right. once again, you know. But it was a, it was a really neat moment. And, and, and I remember working with Jim Henson, and uh, he would give you notes. We would sit around and... This was the second season of Muppet Babies, and, and he would give you notes, and he'd go, yeah, I think, uh, I think Fozzie should make some efforting sounds here, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, maybe what we'll do is um, you know, Kermit will fire across the room, and you know, maybe Fozzie will catch him. And I would just sit there, and I was so fascinated thinking, wow, Kermit the Frog has a beard, and he's a long-haired <laughs> guy, because he was Kermit the Frog. Oh, His voice my sounded gosh. like Kermit, you know? So it was uh, it was really magical because he was one of my heroes and yeah. you know I got to work with so many of my heroes in my crazy little career, and uh, Jim Henson was one of them. That's amazing. That's crazy. Oof. Oh, amazing. Okay, two more to go. 
Uh, question three, well, now four. You voiced all of the characters in the Jackalope skits on America's Funniest People, which you hosted. <laughs> the Jackalope got a name after a Name the Jackalope contest. What was it? Jack Ching Bada Bing? That's yes. It. Wow. Very How did good. that name win? What happened I have that no process? Idea. I have no idea. People sent in suggestions and... <clears throat> oh, call him Turd. Yeah, see, we're back to poop now. Well, there poop. was two entries, Turd, turd and, and Jack Ching Bada Bing. Bing. That's like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Standards and practices were like, we're going to go with Jack Ching Bada Bing. <laughs> uh, and the final question... Uh, you voiced Barney on the animated show Rude Dog and the Dweebs, right? Which co-starred Animaniacs Rob Paulson, right, and Peter Cullen, right. who is best known as what iconic character in both cartoon and film? Oh boy, um, it rhymes with Optimus Nime. Optimus Prime. There you go. There we go. Yes. Okay. Still voiced it in the old cartoon, and then also voiced it in the movies. Peter Cullen was so funny. He, you know, we would do a lot of stuff off mic. And improv as our characters, yeah. especially with another guy named Frank Welker, who wasn't yeah. on that show. But yeah, he's Frank, amazing. He does everything. But Frank uh, was on Muppet Babies, and we once we once um, made ourselves laugh so hard because Greg Berg, who did the character Fozzie, was doing these. We called them efforting sounds in cartoons. So Fozzie is making these efforting sounds like he's supposed to be walking up the side of a building. He's like <laughs> ah. Uh, uh. And all of a sudden you heard <laughs> and Greg, you know, was grunting and he couldn't control the muscle and he farted. Real? And and so I looked at Frank Welker and Frank's mouth went open wide <laughs> and you just there was a beat and then Greg just went in Fozzie's without missing with without coming out of character, he just went, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and we laughed so hard, and Barbara Billingsley, who was uh, Mrs. Cleaver from mm-hmm. the Beaver Cleaver, you know, show uh, from Leave It to Beaver, she just couldn't stop laughing. And I remember Frank Welker and I crawling out of the studio because we couldn't stop laughing because Hank Saroyan, our crazy director, he goes, "I gotta play that back," and we listened to it. We played it back, and Greg is just turning three shades of red. Oh my god! But I remember that was one of the hardest times I ever laughed in my entire <laughs> life, and it was such a simple moment. It was yeah. once again, it was a fart. Yeah, because yeah. that's the true birth of comedy. It really is. It really is. And when you talk about you know sitting on a hand, yeah, uh, having you know, one up you, whatever. <laughs> that really taps into something we're all yearning for. Yes, it it craps into something <laughs> that you've really been yearning for. Yeah, just it's poop jokes aplenty, and I yeah. and I, I apologize because you guys probably don't say. No, we're very classy. Usually. Are you? Yes, okay. very highbrow. Really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Couldn't right. you tell? I could tell. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> Super smart. People. You walk in, it's got an air of highbrow. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the top hats, monocles, and cummerbunds are right. It's like being with the Mr. Peanut cast. <laughs> really Peanuts, yeah. anyone? Hello. <laughs> what are you, that? nuts? Yeah. What a dapper character they made for a nut. Yeah, it really is very sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. If I had had to develop a character from Mr. Peanut, I think he would have had overalls on. You know, maybe that's the way that people would have thought right. it. I'm Mr. Peanut. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a Jimmy Carter kind of character. Yeah. Pull me yeah. out of the ground. But Jim, Jimmy Carter was one of our presidents for all oh, of you, you young folks. You could folks. be on our high Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, oh, I could. You got this in you. Are you kidding me? I know history and stuff. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, Something just tells me that Mr. Peanut was probably really racist, though. I don't know. It's just <laughs> Really? Just because of the him. monocle? I don't know. There's just something. Just Monocles some are white power things. 
Bud Friedman, <laughs> who uh, owns the improv, yeah. uh, wears a monocle, <gasps> which is very strange really? to me. Yeah, yeah, he would On wear a monocle. Uh, y- yeah, he would just wear a monocle, which I, I thought was very weird. I don't understand how that w- Do you have to just really squint the whole time? I, that's a question for someone who wears a monocle. <laughs> that's <laughs> that the really list of is. questions yeah. for people who wear that's, monocles. That's, that's, There's that's probably really a monocle a... podcast out there we yes. could listen to. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. monocle talk. I wanted to make a pun, but I cannot think of one. No. Monocle. It'd be the modcast. Oh, there you go. See? And you win again. Oh, I'm such work, a wordsmith. Work, yes, I know. Waka waka. I'm a knuckles uncle. That's really funky. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, well, let's do your questions, Vanessa. Mine are different. Yeah, yes. I do science based stuff. So okay. if you're familiar with the periodic table. Yes, I am. Okay, great. The periodic chart, as yeah. some would oh. re- refer it yeah, as. Yeah, it just yes. depends. Yes. Uh, you get this all the time, I'm sure. Oh, of course. But um, what dessert would you be? Uh, peanut butter and jelly. That's a dessert? In my house. You just put peanut butter and jelly in a bowl? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Is this a true story? Well, why wouldn't you? Everybody loves peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you taste good why, why does it have to be on something? Can't you just put it in a bowl? And then do you swirl it up? Sometimes. I don't know if this is true or not. Sometimes. I feel like you're pulling my chain, Mr. Kuya. I'm not pulling your <laughs> finger now that I know you a little bit better. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I like that. It's sweet and savory at the it same is. time. It there is. And go. nutritious. Yeah. Yes. That's the good fats. And and a lot of um, you know sports, uh, sports trainers and stuff will tell you that a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is one of the best things you can eat uh, after like a workout or a practice. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because it gives you protein, it gives you carbs, and a sugar boost. And it's delicious. And it's delicious. It tastes It's freaking delicious. And I want to be a dessert that people say, you're freaking delicious. You're freaking delicious, and I wouldn't have thought of you. See? Yeah. 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 Okay. Now, you have angered the gods on Olympus, and they're going to punish you, but you get to choose your punishment. Hmm. One, you are... What? Two choices. Yeah. Okay. You are either you with a centaur body... Okay. Forever. Okay. And you don't really get to explain it to people. Right. Not that they're going to even know what to ask you. You're so you're walking through the, down, you know, somewhere in the mall. Yeah. And you're just, no, yeah, hey, I'm shopping for a couple pairs of pants. <laughs> All right. Which are really hard for you to find. Now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big That's and why tall. I'm shopping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why yeah. I'm out looking. That's right. Or all of your features are pushed in. So where your nose goes out, it equally goes into your face now. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with your ears. I call it inversion, man. Okay. Those are your choices. What do you do? Like inversion. Woo! Hey. I'll go centaur. Really? Yeah, I could run fast. Uh, you're Got not, a big ass. Yeah, you're not. See with the butt jokes again. You worked Plus, it in there. You brought me there. <laughs> <laughs> you automatically, you'll get hired for the Narnia movies. Oh, oh yeah, immediately. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you can run. You know, <laughs> you've got uh, a niche. You yeah. can finally hang out with more blacksmiths. Make, yeah. You, yeah. You're, yeah, and the Old Spice commercials, you'll get those too. You're oh, an yeah. attractive freak. Yep. yep. People can yeah. ride you. That's right. You can That's still have fun. sex. Yeah, and it will be like Catherine the Great-esque. <laughs> of but, course it will. But hopefully not with <laughs> such a bad ending. Okay, now here's one. Full House characters, where are they now? Um, Stamos is here in town. No, no, no. Oh, where are they now in like the, the fictional world? Yes, yes. The what's happened? Be in present day. Um, let's see. Um, well, let's start with the, the smallest characters first, shall we? Yes. And when I say small, I mean, you know, just... In size? In, in size, yeah. Um, let's start with the Michelle character. Right. 
Michelle is now a man. Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. saw that coming. Grew up in San Francisco. <laughs> you got three men raising you. That's going to mess She's you up. She's got some issues. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you'd go the Chaz Bono route. Ooh, I just watched that documentary, Becoming yeah, Chaz. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see that happening. Michelle was kind of like a young chastity. Well, now, yeah, forced into the spotlight. Guys, Michael. So, let's oh, call sorry. Michael him yes. Michael. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> Michael Tanner is living happily Michael Tanner. in San Francisco. Yes. With his partner and four shih tzus. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that that's yeah. that. Um, let's see. The Jody Sweeten character, uh, Stephanie, Steph. is uh, a man. No. The girls are all men. The girls are all men. Steven. Steven Tanner. Steven Tanner. Candace DJ is now Donald Joseph. Yes, she's a man as well. Now, let's start with Jesse first. Jesse is a woman. Oh. Jesse is now a woman in an all girls rock band. Yeah, and they're called the Coronets. Ooh. Yes, and so he's in a band called the Coronets. Showing a lot of leg. He, showing a lot of leg, um, and it's 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 kind of like a, a Shakey's uh, banjo band. Ooh. So he's really, yeah. But they got some radio play with their cover of Kokomo. As, but it's now <laughs> called Kokomo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, he also is addicted to cocaine. Yes, yeah, it's about yes a, he's a coke homo now. Yeah, yeah. So he's addicted to coke and he's a homo. <laughs> yeah, so that's coke homo. You're basically laying out what we all assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it seemed like he was going there. Uh, Danny Tanner has changed his name to Fanny Tanner. Well, yeah. Everything else is the same. Uh, everything else is the same. It's just that he's very ambiguous. He's, but his name has just changed to Fanny Tanner. Yeah, he's still doing Wake Up San Francisco. Yes, and since it's Bob, and since the word Fanny means vagina right. over in Australia, right. he is Fanny Tanner. Okay. So you've got to kind of figure it out. We can't forget that Kimmy Gibbler is now President of the United States. That's right. Kimmy That's Gibbler. Mr. Gibbler to you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mr. Gibbler. That's right. President Gibbler. Yes. Yeah, she's Timmy Gibbler. <laughs> president Timmy Gibbler. Timmy Gibbler. Yes, she's Timmy Gibbler now. The first transgender yeah. president. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joey is a hermaphrodite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. He, he Same went... as on the show? Same as on the show. <laughs> the only thing now is that everything's bigger. Oh, oh yes. And he's got a reality show coming out. I heard. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, cut uh, it out. Yes. My penis. They cut it off. <laughs> yeah. Cut it off is his reality show. Taking ten inner city youths and mixing up their sexes. And it's crazy. <laughs> Great balls of fire. Uh, so yeah. So that's where everybody is now. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Good. Is that a fair assessment? I think it's I think, fair. I think it's yeah. pretty, pretty dead on. Yeah. Now, um, the quality that Mary Kate most values in a best friend? Nostrils. <gasps> you have I have those. two. I have two. Nostrils. Okay. Because yeah. you have two of them. Yep. They're not, no nostril is alike. Right. And um, let's face it, you breathe through them. I think mm. you're right. It's true. So I, I would, yeah. If you run into her, just say that you had a great time, this girl Vanessa, and you have a feeling they're soulmates, and she has Great nostrils. Great nostrils. I, yeah. I really upkeep them. You really do have good yeah. nostrils, nice. though. I mean, yeah. well, not just good. I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, hubby. Yeah, right? he's tapped that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's an you image. You wouldn't pick any I other nose, <laughs> would you? There you go. Hey. 
Good night. Don't pick your friend's nose. You know Good that night. joke? I don't know. Well, Saget's joke was you can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't wipe your friends on the couch. <laughs> 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 so, Bob, if you're listening, I'm giving you total credit for that. Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Yes. Um, and now, here's a question for you. Hey, when does this air? Uh, it's airing to, right now. No, just kidding. But it airs like after this. Yes. So what's the what's the lead time, as they say? It'll in the probably be up tomorrow. like soon, pretty like, quickly. Yeah. Oh, really? Today or tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, so I could like tweet this to you people. You could tweet yep. the crap out of it. And what do you think my tweet name is? What do you think I came up with? Uh, hey, buddy. I'm gonna say no. That's Paulie Shores, at, probably. At, at Dave Coulier. There you go. Oh, Look at Coulier. isn't that what, clever? What about at York? That's, I think you're going to have to spell that. That's, okay. uh, yeah. N-Y-R-R-W-K. Probably. Okay. It's probably available. It's available. Yeah. So if you want to change from your boring one, yeah, I'll, I'll send you some ideas. I'll just spitball so, some stuff for okay, you. Okay, spitball <laughs> some stuff. Nice. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, and All right, this is final Vanessa question. Okay. You have been put in charge of a big Hollywood movie. That you get to make, you have complete control over, and it can have a five, whatever you want to happen on this movie, it can happen. Hmm. Okay? Okay. But the stipulation is the actors are all doing it for free. You can get okay. whoever you want, but you can't pay them. Okay. It's a favor. Okay. But you have to spend $350 million. Okay. Where does this budget go? Where does it go in that what is the actual movie that I come up with? Yeah, and yep. how are you going to... It's kind of like Rooster's um, Millions. You've got to spend that 350 or the movie's not going to happen. unload that cash. My movie is going to be called Santana Claus. <laughs> it's about a, a Mexican who saves Christmas. <laughs> George Lopez, we got the job for George, you. It's George Lopez. George, I can't pay you a thing, but we've got to spend $350 million. It's going to be brilliant. Tons of big effects. I love it. Is that where it's going to go, your effects budget? Uh, I think it's got to be you know Santa's flying on this amazing sleigh. Oh. And the Gosh. North Pole looks amazing, and uh, that's that's it. That's, I like it, Santana Claus. San- and you could have some big creature work in there too. That costs absolutely. A lot of money. Yeah, like weird North Pole characters. Yeah, maybe some like explosions, like a reindeer uh, that makes it rain. And don't constant like, popular yeah. songs that you got to pay licensing for. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> I think that would do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. should do the whole soundtrack by Smash Mouth. That usually is. Somebody <laughs> want to tell me. Santana Claus. Hey, I got a riff, man. Um, <laughs> what do you think, man? Just chime in anytime, yeah. <laughs> no, that's it, man. <laughs> I want to talk like this. Hey, now, Santana Claus, get your sleigh on. Go. Play. See, there you go. See, I like that. Yeah, the sleigh on. Really good. See? <laughs> Ad lib and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he can ad lib, like make it up. I think you got to shave your hair. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Shave your head I think right I gotta go now. For summer cocoa. Right summer now. cocoa. Yep, I'm telling you. Some of the cocoa. Do you ever oil it up? Grease it up? <laughs> I'm gonna talk about my sex life. <laughs> on a show like this. Oh, well, you have some fun stuff coming up. Uh, I do. You got a movie coming out to the movie theaters. Lots of stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always uh, I've always worked clean in my stand-up. And yeah. it's not like, like any conscious choice. It's just I kind of came up the ranks of The Tonight Show back when Johnny Carson yeah. used to host. And you just if you wanted to get on The Tonight Show, you had to be working clean. Right. And so I always thought, mm, if I just work clean, I don't even have to worry about, you know, editing or taking, right. you know, coming up with this great joke that has a filthy punchline and, you know, you have to throw it out. Yeah. So I always thought, ah, if I just work clean, I'll be able to just work anywhere and I don't have to worry about it. So, um so with that being said, over the years I've heard 
a lot of compliments from people who say, you know, hey, thanks, your show was totally clean, and that's like really cool, you know, yeah. that I was here with my mom or my right. boss or whatever, and um, you know, so I've heard that so many times. So it didn't take a genius to figure out, you know, what people just want to laugh, yeah, right. And so I think it's become so much. Um, how do I want to say this? It's it's kind of become so much of our comedy vernacular now with Comedy Central and HBO mm-hmm. and Showtime that, you know, a lot of the cutting-edge comics also happen to be very, uh, very dirty. Right. You know, but, you know, as long as there's a point of view, it's totally cool. Right. You know, like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Lenny Bruce, those guys yeah. all had a point of view, so when they used that visceral language, there was a point. Yep. And so I think it's become more le- less so, and I think it's more pointless now to right. where just the... It's like this is the, the way you got to play the game. Yeah, yeah the right. cadence just becomes F this and F yeah. that and ho this and that yeah. and this and that. And and so I think people just really appreciate that you can go to a show and just laugh. So right. I created this thing called The Clean Guys of Comedy, yeah. which is just that. It's it's not a soapbox. It's just we're going to just be funny and you don't have to worry about you know hearing F-bombs. Right. So I partnered up with this company called Fathom and NCM, which is National Cinemedia. Right, yeah, Fathom Events. And it's this, uh, it's this huge public, publicly held company in Denver. And so me and a couple of partners, uh, a couple of producer friends of mine, we pitched the concept of clean comedy to them. And so we made this gigantic five-year deal, and we're going to be doing clean shows starting November 17th. My birthday. That will, is that your birthday? Yep. Is it really? Yep. Is she just saying that? No, it's it really is. is. I'm a Scorpio, so and this is, my is son. the best gift. <gasps> my son, you know that we're and wild and impulsive. You and I 14th. have the same birthday. <gasps> we do. What? September 21st. Look oh at that. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Do you know? uh, Bill Murray. S- Stephen King. Stephen King. <gasps> uh, Chuck Jones did. Yes. Uh, Neil Armstrong, I think. One of the astronauts. It was either him or Buzz Aldrin. It was like I, one of the major Yeah, yeah, does. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about Cheryl Hines, I think. Cool. What, uh, is, yeah. what goes on well, in your they, brain? They give you like that. If you go, there's a list, you can just go look up like famous birthdays and birthdays, yeah. and it'll give you a big list of people, and then you just kinda, so are kinda, you are you very anal and organized and yeah yeah, yeah. So and we're right on the, right on the right cusp now. there yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah very organized mm-hmm. and um, yeah I am too um, so anyhow this clean guys of comedy thing we're gonna um, we're gonna start airing live. Uh, in theaters nationwide. That's so awesome. Uh, starting November 17th, and you'll be able to go to theaters and see this amazing concert that we're putting together. And who all is uh, in your lineup? Well, it's a good question because our uh, our sponsors uh, right now, they have a hand in kind of yeah. selecting who the comedians are. So today, uh, they started that selection process. Oh, fun. I'll be hosting. I'll kind of be the first comedian that you see. Yeah. I'll come out Sweet. and do 15 minutes, and then I'll, I'll bring the comedians on and off. But... Um, it's this gigantic thing that that Congratulations. I. Congratulations! No, that's great. I mean, one of my things. favorite comics is Brian Regan, who's hundred totally percent clean. clean. Yeah. You, you don't realize it when you're watching it, right. but afterwards you're like, yeah, I don't think he said one no, not one at all. bad word. And that's how time. you know it's good too when you're not. I mean, it's more inventive and fun, and you're not thinking about it. But look at your your late night comics. None of those guys are using yeah. f bombs. They're not swearing, the and they're funny. Yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, like John Stewart, occasionally he'll get bleeped, but yeah. he's brilliant. Oh, and yeah. uh, Stephen Colbert, brilliant. Right. And, you know, those guys aren't throwing F-bombs. And yeah. so it just gets back to just the core of what we're laughing about, which is just, it's just funny. Yeah. And so there's a lot of brilliant comedians out there who I've worked with that, uh, you know, are just really amazingly talented and funny. And um, I think people appreciate it. I think anybody, because when I was a kid, my dad took me to see Bill Cosby. Mm. And I yep. remember 
I didn't understand a lot of the concepts Bill was talking about, but I remember just looking at my dad laughing so hard, and that made me laugh. Uh, so it's getting back to that where anybody can come and just walk out laughing. Yeah. Well, so. that's great. Congratulations. I can't Thank wait you. to check yeah, it that's out. Right. Thanks. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool thing. And uh, people can follow you on the Twitter, as we said, at, at Dave the Twitter Coulier. At Dave Coulier. Or Facebook. You can hunt me down there. Um, Whoa. It's a brutal process. Well, it really is. Are and there you, a lot of fake Dave Couliers? There were a couple, and, and all you do is you contact Have Twitter and Facebook, oh, and they okay. just they get rid of the person. But, um, yeah, that, that happens. You know, and it's funny because uh, Saget has, like, over a million uh, Twitter followers, and um, we're trying to figure out how that happened. Is it because, like, it's, it's young males who have seen him on Entourage, and they think Filthy Danny Tanner is right. really, really funny? We've been trying to figure this like, one out. Where is it coming from? Yeah, or is it his roast on Comedy Central? Yeah, or is it Dirty Work, where you know he's was you know? So we're we're trying to figure out. Where it's I mean, half baked. His little cameo in Half Baked is yeah. a big deal to people. Yeah. yeah, his work is giving him a lot of weird, different niche mm-hmm. of fans too, which I guess would feed into that. Yeah. So way to go! You yeah. got to catch up. You got to own him. Oh, it's totally. I only. I don't even have fifty thousand. I have like forty. Seven some thousand. Oh, measly. But it's like I know. That's a shit. But like other people, you know, like Denise Richards. Oh yeah. You know, she's got like two million people, or Kim Kardashian. Oh, and the tweets are always like, "I love these shoes." Ad sponsored tweet. (laughs) They're really interesting and clever. (laughs) They just they just spin things. You know, it's just. And then you look at a guy who's brilliant like Albert Brooks, and he's got you know one twentieth of that, and you're like this world. It is a sad well, state. Maybe if Albert tweeted about the shoes he was buying. Or yes. where he saw a cute bag. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or, you know. If you're listening, use, Albert. Use the wrong there, you know. <laughs> then maybe I would be interested. Yeah. Can't you know? It's, it's K-N-O-W. <laughs> oh, okay. Why do, why do, when, whenever we text and, and tweet, it sounds like a politically incorrect Indian. <laughs> Car down, be there soon. Make it through pass by five. How? Man with fires to kill many squaw. You know, it's like it, it does. It's like a politically yeah. incorrect Indian. <laughs> Save that. I should maybe I'll do a bit about it. Yeah, a my sketch. A sketch. A a sketch? Yeah. Oh, do a I don't sketch. Think. Dave, fifty. Funny sketch. Fifty. Yeah. You're giving me fifty on that. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well at Cole Stratton. At Vanessa Ragland. We'll tweet each other back and forth to tell them that we all sat yeah. here and That's right. talked about poop jokes. And we can do that That's every right. single day, too. Of course. There doesn't have to be a time limit exactly. on that. Does it, so how many how many Twitter followers do you guys have? Now? Oh, like 30, 20 million. 30, really? 20 million. Yeah. Well, it's That's funny. 60 million. Is Vanessa and I like somehow magically got to almost the exact same place yeah. now. Like I have, it's no We both have like 2,500. Like, roughly. Measly. Um, yeah, we're so, 30 of each other at all times. I'm time, doing so upskirt pictures soon just to Are see if really? I can get a spike in. That's so cool. Yeah. It, it should be the one where the so poop classy. is going back up. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get to it, Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, go to the site. Things people don't want to see. I'm sure that exists. You so now that you guys are big shots and yeah. Rolling Stone oh, and yeah. stuff like that, how many peop- do you know how many people listen? We do not. <laughs> we get differing information from yeah. different sources, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Most of the time. That's cool. We can't figure out. It's somewhere between 10,000 and 50,000. That's great. Yeah. Episode, yeah. That yeah. is great. 
Um, so we're not sure. And then cumulatively, it's different. But it's awesome. It's so weird. Like, I mean, it's just because we get to talk to wonderful people, and it's super fun. And as soon as I can find those people, I will steer you in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're a golden man, sir. So, <laughs> and, uh, and you can follow the podcast on there, too, at PNC oh, yeah. Podcast. Be reticent not to say that. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Dave. Thank you. Are best. This, this flew by. So exciting. We've been talking for what, like an hour? Hour and twenty-one minutes. No way. That flew by. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just That's quick. how. That is a tribute to you guys. Thank and you. a tribute because to you. And only forty-three that. minutes of poop talk. <laughs> yeah. And I, so. I know. And I, I felt like I blathered on about a lot of stuff. You so did. You we'll can, cut it all out. Edit. We'll you cut can, most of your hey, stuff cut out. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> See what you, you did. Oh it my again. gosh. Thank you. Wait, who did you take it from? Mark? Mark Sendrowski directs Mark, the Big Mark Bang Cinder. Theory. Cinder. Hey, Cinder Bang. Cinder. We took your stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a great note to end on. I think so. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Subscribe Bye. to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.